Howdy, everyone. Welcome to Coffee Break and Unsafe Space. I'm Carter. This young lady over here is Carrie. Today's Monday, the something of June 7th, mm -hmm. my calendar says. Uh, welcome to Coffee Break. Coffee Break is a show we do every Monday and Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific, where we just kind of talk about the news, current events, whatever we want to. Sometimes, usually Fridays, we bring other people on. Usually Mondays, it's just the two of us. Um, so if you want to talk about anything in particular, hit us up in chat. Um, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. You can go to unsafespace.com to find our content, even if it gets pulled off of YouTube. It will always be there. And you can support us there as well, either through buying merch or just supporting the show so we can continue doing what we're doing. Um, but thanks for being here. Carrie, you don't know this, but we were talking about you earlier in chat because oh, yeah. Tom McDonald released a new video, which oh, even I heard got into the rap, it's a good video. It's like, a, I love him. I haven't seen yeah. this yet, but my friend was just here this morning and she was telling me about it. Can we watch it? Are we going to watch it? Uh, I wasn't going to, but we can watch, we can watch some of it if you want to. Okay, let's do it. Uh, there's a, there's a guest star in it, um, oh. who you will recognize. So let's see, hold on. I'm being slow. Is it the no lady? No. <laughs> no, no, no. It's someone that you like. Oh. I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not the no lady. It's not oh, Trigglypuff or what? <laughs> no, no although that would be Trigglypuff. That's the name that you're thinking. Yeah. Uh, Snugglypuff, Trigglypuff, the no lady. No. Oh, wait. Is no lady, is no lady the, the one that they made the tea meme out of? Yes. So, like, and the, the one that's okay. on our unsafe, unsafe space shirt. No. Yeah. Okay. So Trigley Puff's the one with the arm fat doing this. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. Okay. Uh, I got to get my SJW celebrities uh, sorted out here. Okay. <laughs> so here we go. This, oops, hold on here. All right. We won't watch the whole thing because we don't want to steal views from uh, him, but it's called Snowflakes. And you can guess what it might be about. Hopefully this sound works. Let me know if it doesn't. If you lie to the government, they'll put you in prison. When they lie to all of us, it's called being a politician. You think taking guns oh. away will save our kids from the killings? But your pro-choice abortion kills way more children. If America's so terrible wow. and racist, it probably isn't safe to encourage immigration. Just saying, all the contradictions are embarrassing. You know who hates America the most? Americans. That, wow. by the way, I'm just going to pause. That's one of my favorite lines. Do you know who hates Americans the most? most America's Americans. most Americans. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the part yeah. about if America is so racist and awful, why are you trying to increase immigration, <laughs> telling people to come here? He's right. All yeah. the lies and contradictions, all the gaslighting. Wait, yep. I want to see a little more of this. We can do a, yeah, that's this fine. is basically I, a reaction video. I want to fast forward <laughs> so you can see the celebrity that's in it. Ready? Okay. She, his, him, hers, them, they, screw up pronouns. Cause everyone's a retard. Oh, wow. You're preaching at the protest that hatred's the problem. But hating straight men, white folks, and Christians is common. Coca-Cola telling people they should be less white. They preach intolerance, but if you disagree, they fight. There's a race war here. Elections based on fear. Black lives only matter once every four years. Soldiers oh. die for this country and every one of us benefits. Give welfare to the bums and forget about the veterans. Yeah. Yeah. Black lives matter every four years. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So people like this, I, huh? I like it. Yeah. I mean, again, 
style of music isn't my thing, but I still like it. Like I, it, I like, I like that he's saying basically every wrong thing that you can possibly say. He kind of crammed into but all the one truth. video. Yeah, but the truth. Yeah. This is what people crave right now is truth, authenticity. Yeah. That's because it, it's in short supply. Whenever it's in short supply, people are going to be hungry for it. And and yeah. even even the people who go along with all the the gaslighting, the 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 propaganda, who go along with the narratives, I think deep down they know they're living a lie, and they're part of them craves authenticity. And that's yeah. why sometimes you know how that comes out. That comes out in hate watching. Some of them will hate watch oh. us and other channels that, and, and they can't stop themselves even though they hate it. You know why? Because deep down, they're connect, there's a part of them that wants to be free. There's a part of them that resents the freedom that people who speak, speak truth seem to have or have. It's like, how can you be so free to say these things that I'm afraid to say, but deep down I know there's truth to them, you know, and they hate you for it because they're, they don't feel free. They feel caged. Yeah. Um, I mean, even if they don't 100% agree with you, uh, if you feel like you're self-censoring, um, yeah, you gotta watch. Like, it's interesting. Someone who's not self-censoring is is gonna fascinate you, um, and who feels free to just do their thing, right? Yeah. Um, so, by the way, I don't. Did we say it's Blair White? I don't know if we said it for the. Oh yeah, Blair movies, White. But that was cool. Blair I didn't White know she was person. in it. Yeah. How funny yeah. If, if it pulled the head off and it was the no lady. <laughs> <laughs> Guess we got for his video. The no lady. I want her to be in my video. What if you could get her to be in something if you if you uh, if we offered her, you know, marquee headline no lady upon no the lady. <laughs> it would be pretty awesome if just in the middle of video she was there and she kneeled down and <laughs> No No <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pirate Tomsky says on his reaction video, Officer Tatum, Brandon Tatum said, someone's going to kill this white boy. Oh, my goodness. Well, because he's saying so much truth. Yeah. And and look, look, what I'm talking about, people who hate watch and stuff like that, because deep down they want they want the freedom that the person they hate has. And they resent it because there's something they hate themselves. There's just something about them that is keeping them afraid from and like look at look at a christian example of this look at jesus it's like the crowd the crowd demanded that that pontius pilate kill him pontius pilate gave them a choice he said hey do you want what's his name barabbas do you want this barabbas. guy do you want this murderer dude How he's a known him? murderer and a known criminal <laughs> and you know i'll give you this guy or i'll give you jesus and they were like we want jesus why because there's something in that he really bothered them because it's like he's, shi he's shining a light on their darkness. That's what Tom McDonald's doing in this video. He He's shining a light on the darkness of pe And some pe people who have a lot of darkness inside of them or haven't come to terms with the truth or living. When I say darkness, I mean living in lies, living unconsciously, you know, sleepwalking, basically and accepting the garbage that propaganda they're putting down our throats, accepting in the feeding tube, you know, 
those people, when you shine a lot, they don't like it. This is like a big flashlight in their face. And they're like, just let me eat my garbage in peace. Like just, you know, I'm doing something shameful and I know it. Just let me do it without your light shining on me. That's what it's like. They're caught doing something gross let me and eat shameful. my garbage in peace. <laughs> yeah, they're like That's stepping a on a garbage feeding tube. And they're like, just let me do this disgusting thing I'm doing without putting your light on me. And it's like, Tom McDonald's a big flashlight of truth coming in. Like, no, I see you over there doing something really gross. That people yeah, I think one of the things that people do is they um, they make the self-censorship and the self-eradication, um, they make it okay by convincing themselves that they have to, um, that mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a must. I don't have a choice. And yes. that somehow allays their guilt because they're like, well, I don't have a choice. I have to. And then if you look over here and you see Tom McDonald, then and he's basically saying, you don't have to. <laughs> look, you don't have to. Um, and that's a really difficult message to, I think, accept psychologically. If you're, if you're really, your your sense of self worth is maintained by this illusion that you have to do it. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's like yeah. that book, ordinary men that we read for book club. And if you guys haven't read it yet, this is one of the books that Jordan Peterson suggests and it's about, it's nonfiction and it's about a group, a police battalion, um, these reserve police officers who were ordinary men. They were like dentists and doctors and they had jobs, jewelers, whatever. And then, um, in Nazi Germany, they became responsible for exterminating people, for genocide, for killing lots of Jewish people. And in this book, it talks about how they preferred the choice being taken from them. Because like you're saying, they don't want, they don't want to believe that they have a choice. So the first time they were sent out to kill, they were told, if you can't handle what we're about to do, you can raise your hand now and leave or whatever. And a few did, but most didn't. And then the second time, the psychological part of this was that was learning that they preferred not having that choice offered. Isn't that crazy? Like they wanted to be like, this is out of my control. There's nothing I can do. What's terrifying about that is I don't think, I mean, as the book suggests, those were ordinary people. And I get that it was extraordinary times. But I don't think there's evidence to suggest that that psychological trait only surfaces in extraordinary times. A lot of times people just don't want the choice. Oh, they don't want the choice. That's how that's that's how it is. Oh, my gosh. Can I tell you something that's unfolding right now in Austin? And let me try and mm-hmm. be. I'm not going to use names or anything. I'm going to be vague about this. But we've all seen these mobs happen. There's a mob happening in the in Austin music scene right now. There's a female musician who posted several paragraph long uh, accusation against an ex-boyfriend who's also a musician in Austin and accusing him of rape and saying, you know, back when we were dating, he was verbally abusive. And uh, one time we had consensual sex and he finished and I asked him to help me finish. And then he started calling me all these names and exploded on me. 
and the, and the band members in the house did nothing. And then another time when we had sex or we were having sex, I told him no. And I wasn't, I didn't want to, and I pushed him off of me. And then he screamed at me awful things. Right. But she's accusing him of rape and, uh, the post got shared so many times. I've, and we've seen these things unfold in all different kinds of communities and knitting community. I used to see it, um, in the, in the feminist online feminist blog world. Um, anyway, he's currently in the process of being canceled. Um, and the people sharing it don't, it's like, they don't even, here's, here's the thing. You don't know the facts of the situation. Um, you could read it and say, Hey, I tend to believe her the way she's written it or whatever, for whatever reason, I tend to believe her. So I'm not going to choose to work with him anymore, but they go beyond that. They share it and say, this is truth. This person is a rapist. This person's an unperson. This is, and then, and then they call them all kinds of, and then the stories and, the, and there's nobody to verify her stories, by the way, but they start saying, yeah, one time at a party, he looked at me the wrong way. I always got creepy vibes. I knew it. I knew it. And you know, people are like, oh, now, they're, now they're seeing it yes. everywhere now that the idea has been. Yes. Yes. And so, um, and then what happens with the mob? Well, then it goes beyond the person. They said so they found a witch. They're going to cancel him. Of course, shows are pulling him from bills now and he books other gigs and people he's booked. So they're not going to work with him and people with bigger followings are starting to share it now. And the mob is getting bigger. And, um, and so then she accuses another ex-boyfriend who's in the music scene, who's a photographer, takes photos of musicians. She accuses that guy and says he knew, and I dated him after, and he knew, and he still continued to work with him. And even, and then she shares screenshots, even recently before I decided to come out about this. And by the way, she says this happened like seven years ago. So she's, she's like this other boyfriend that I had after him knew. And before I came out with my story, he sent me this. And it was a very reasonable message that she shares where he says, I love you. I support you, but I don't want to be pulled into this. Basically, I don't know the truth of what happened and I just don't want to be pulled into it. So the mob goes after him. So then he falls on his knees and offers an apology and says, and he's never going to work with the guy again. And he's sorry. And so then she posts performative, performative apologies are not accepted. Of course, you know how this goes. They don't accept the demanded apologies because that's not the point. It's the point is control and the point is getting witches. They've got to keep hunting witches. So now it's spiraled into any musician or anyone who continues to associate with these witches. Now, you're a witch, too. If you don't post an announcement, a denouncement without knowing you the played facts. the same chords as he yes <laughs> yes <laughs> yes and so these things just keep how does this relate well it relates because at the end of the day the people who participate in something like this they're not interested in truth they're interested in uh, speaking of performative things they're speaking they're they're interested in what other people think that's what's most important to them. And they're performing virtue by sharing this without knowing. And they're performing virtue at the expense of what could be a, a person's, an innocent person's um, career, livelihood, uh, reputation. They don't really care, though, if it's true or not at the end of the day. It's like they've yeah. decided um, that it's okay. And, and you know what I've noticed in mobs like this, and we've seen a lot of these in so I'm sure you've noticed this too. 
I think it satisfies a darkness within people. They feel justified. It's the same reason in Antifa, those those people feel justified doing awful, evil things and assaulting people like like journalist Andy, Andy No, uh, who's Asian and is gay. Isn't he gay too? He's like checks off yeah. a bunch of marginalized boxes, but they don't care They because what they claim to believe in is not even true. They say they most care about what identity groups you're well, in. Non-woke political beliefs they are don't. Of the great checkbox eraser. Right. They don't care. But even their stated, their stated beliefs, which I think are wrong, you should not judge people on the basis of race and sexuality and all that stuff. But they say that you should, but they don't even do that because if your beliefs are wrong, they'll physically attack you like Andy No. But why are people in Antifa? Why do people join these online cancel mobs? Because there's a dark part of them that this resentment part of them that they they feed off of off off of other people off of destroying other people and and what better way to do that when, than when you believe you've convinced yourself you have a good reason for doing it it's justified you can cloak your darkness in and and cloak it in pretend that it's in light i come in light to devour you no you don't you're in darkness yeah i think a lot of these people are looking for excuses to they're, they're just looking for a reason to mm-hmm. um, indulge their resentment yeah. or anger or whatever. But I, you know, I, when I hear the story of the musician that you're saying, I can't help but think this is just this is like junior high school teenage girl drama. Like if like I, I don't mean belittle the story. I just if I were in Austin, I would be like, who cares? What? Who cares? If I were in the Austin Music Committee, I'm like, all right, so you have a problem with your ex-boyfriend? That's between you? I, I, who cares? Why are because we all excited about all this drama? Because here's what they do, because they've seen this. So um, it, it, we've seen this culturally play out a few times now. So now they have an archetype for it. So what she's trying to do is cast whatever happened, the way she's telling the story, whether it's true or not, is basically I'm outing a Harvey Weinstein level uh, evil person and everyone needs to know and be aware and don't work with this evil and don't let this evil. And, but there's no, there's, there's no evidence. There's no due process. There's no, anybody can be destroyed this way. We know this. And if you participate in that, yeah. Drama. It's, it's like gossipy drama. They don't view it as drama. You should see the people you can imagine Carter. I've seen, I've seen the threads. Every once in a while, there's one brave individual, somebody who's actually a thinking person and an individual who's brave enough to say, one guy I saw, he said, isn't this canceled? Because they're saying this isn't canceled culture. This is consequence culture. Where have we heard that before? (laughs) As they're burning your house. This is consequence (laughs) culture, right? Like, um, so that's that's what the abusive spouse says. By the way, you know, it's like, hey, if you wouldn't mouth off, I wouldn't have to beat you. This is the consequences of, you know. <laughs> exactly that. Except yeah. the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so It hurts so, me more than it hurts you. Yeah, it hurts bitch. me more than it hurts you. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. the darkness. So this one guy's like, how is this not cancel culture? And he made a very great point. He said, and he was brave enough to put his name on it and make a comment in one of these threads. One of the only people. He said, you know, you're taking one person's side of the story. You're accepting it as fact. There's no due process. And everyone's saying, never let this guy work again. And also, do, let's 
treat the same way everyone who still works with him at all. And let, you know, let's completely ruin this guy. And there's no due process. How is that not cancel culture? And you, and of course you can imagine the responses from other musicians. Yes. They were like, Oh, you're making apologies for rape. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, G-Man says, he gives a super chat. He says, Carrie, this will be my last super chat to you. Sending money to a married woman just wouldn't be right. Congrats, Carter. You're still fair game. <laughs> you know, I'm married also, G-Man. But I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with sending money to married men. To so married go ahead. Man, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Oh, Mikey Harlow's here. He says, popping in to say hi. Love you guys. I'm going to see who? Mike Har Mike. Mikey. Oh, Mikey. Hey, Mikey. I'm going to see Mikey this Saturday and Carter this Saturday at my wedding. And I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Uh, we should also way, say. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, just announcement. We just got into stuff. But announcement wise, we're going to take a break. We're going to skip Confeffi this Friday, the day before my wedding and Monday, the two days after my wedding. We're just going to skip it. But we have two interviews coming out. Tomorrow, we have an interview on D-Program D that we did with um, Sarat Chawa, who is a um, psychologist, a therapist, and not woke, shockingly. This woman is a badass. I had so much fun talking to her. And she's, yeah, she was uh, you guys can find her on Instagram or Twitter. Anyway, that interview is coming out tomorrow. And then we have another interview I did with Grace, and you guys will recognize her from Twitter. She goes by, she doesn't, her name's not public. She goes by Grace, uh, culture war refugee. This is the woman who back in April had went viral when she talked about how she and her husband had a non have a nonprofit that was invaded by social justice types and how they, how they went through this storm for over a year of figuring out what is this that's moving into our nonprofit, learning about it, fighting it back with reason, listening, but fighting back with reason. Um, and that's going to be a great interview for anyone who wants to know how to push back against this belief system in your or any type of organization you're in. So she um, lost a lot of people, right? Like a lot of employees left. Well, they, the social justice employees end up leaving of their own accord. She didn't fire a single person. They end up leaving so if you want to know how she did that, tune into that interview. The point being, we do have things that are coming out, but we're going to take off. We're not going to do Kofefi on uh, Friday the 11th or Monday the 14th. So there you go. Right. Um, I think it's completely reasonable. Rebecca, yeah. Pirate Queen. Yeah. yeah, Carter wanted a break, so I'm going to give him one. Also, okay. Gary was like, I'll work right before my wedding and right after my wedding. And I was like, really? Is that, is that really? Yeah. I was going to, I, but I support the break. I support it. We, uh, Rebecca Pirate Queen, thank you. Says Jordan Peterson warns that we are all capable of acting like mm -hmm. the men and ordinary men. We have to accept that and be ever vigilant. Yes, I 100% agree. And the people that scare me are the ideologues who are convinced that they are good people and that they are 100% on the right side of history and they never question themselves. And they, it's like that Nietzsche quote, when you stare into an abyss, the abyss, the abyss stares back into you and, you know, be careful fighting monsters, lest you become the monster you fight. It's very easy to become monstrous because you become so, you're so righteous, right? You're cutting off the heads of these monsters and, and you start to justify monstrous behavior. 
And I think I think you have to know that you're capable of evil to prevent yourself from committing it. TPS, thank you, says, yay, Miss Carrie. Well, yay, TPS, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think he, he talks about the shadow self, which I think he got from Jung, right? But uh, awareness of the shadow self is, is super important. And it seems like in, we've split the shadow self now where we've just said the shadow is all these people and the good is all those people. And there's there's no... There's no recognition that, as Solzhenitsyn said, the line between good and evil divide is whatever. I'm paraphrasing, but uh, the dividing line is in every man's heart, right? Um, and it's, that's it's a really important yes. thing to keep in mind. Yeah. Yes, I, I completely um, agree. One, so, uh, one, can I just do a Matt Deckard? Yeah. Uh, he, he's oh, <laughs> super chat says. MSNBC is discussing how Pontius Pilate was taken out of context and part of the conspiracy theories Jesus and his acolytes are spreading. <laughs> I didn't want that to go by too long. That was a good one. That's really good. That's exactly what they would be doing. <laughs> yes. By the way, speaking of CNN, did you see Brian is Stet Stetler? Stet Stetler? One final tag on that would be oh. MSNBC and CNN would be talking about how um, actually the medical, they would be putting up medical experts who said that it's for the public good that you should be out protesting with the crowd that demanded Jesus on a cross and that right, they were yes. demanding restorative justice is what they wanted. And, you know, that's how they would be defending the violence. They would be, they would be, uh, yeah. Brian, whatever his name is, Stelter. Um, he, he asked, I just, this is stunning to me that that we're supposed to pretend that they're the news is in any way objective so after you know how they treated trump for four years he asked jen saki or whatever her name is the press secretary he says to her so what does the press get wrong about biden's uh agenda and what's going on in the white house how can we be better and like he's like hey propagandist what are we doing wrong <laughs> Hmm. I don't remember that question being thrown at Trump at all. Does anyone else remember? Remember that? I don't. How are we not licking your boots well enough? Are they polished? Are they nice enough, Biden? <sighs> Did I miss a spot? Uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking speaking of propaganda and all this stuff. It, it's getting to a level where I posted the other day about I've had a lot of friends who just keep getting bans. Mike Harlow, who's in the chat, he's on a, he's at the beginning of another 30 day Facebook ban. They oh, continue really? every time he comes back to Facebook, they slap him with another ban. Somebody what do you do now do in quotes. He, he in jest made a comment about uh, literally Hitler, like mocking what they say. You're not allowed to make jokes now. You're not allowed to m mock them for using that all the time and calling people, calling people like Trump, <laughs> literally Hitler, or calling people like Mikey that. Um, so banned for 30 days for saying that. Uh, my friend Juana, my friend Juana, oh my goodness, I saw she did a, a video last night with her mom who escaped communism. I want. I haven't seen the video yet, but I'm, I just remembered that I saw that. I want to watch that today. Juana is brilliant. We should have her on the show sometime. She, she does art. She's typical what you would think of as what used to be thought of as liberal. I mean, she's a free spirit artist, liberal, open-minded. Of course she gets called alt-right and stuff these days because that's what liberal people get called these days because, what, she's skeptical of uh, this 
tyranny that's being forced down our throat. She's skeptical of politicians who lie to us, like in the Tom McDonald video, you know, politicians who speak out of one side of their mouth and behave differently, you know, uh, mask mandates, lockdowns, all, all of this stuff. She's, she's, uh, keeps getting hit with bans. She got a three day ban for, uh, it was something COVID related. I'm, for, I'm forgetting what it was this time. She's having, she has t-shirts that she's made and their Facebook is pulling down her t-shirt links now. One of them just had a picture of the U.S. flag and it said, it said something, it made a joke about the time, the Time Magazine article that basically said they fortified the election. It said fortified American or something. They pulled that down. They pulled down her, yeah, her t-shirt. Um, and she, I think, I say, I think sometimes there are people who work at these big social companies who put their finger on the lever a few because they develop a personal resentment and hatred towards certain people like yeah, Mike Harlow yeah. or like Juana. I think there's somebody there who really doesn't like her. And so every time she comes back now, they're pushing the button yeah. to ban. Um, yeah. And but someone so anyway, knows Mikey and doesn't like him yeah. really on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. So I shared, I shared a post about, I was thinking about this and how used, how used to all this we're getting, we're so used to the propaganda. We're, we're so used to the censorship. We see friends and I'm sure we all have friends who are coming off Facebook bans, going on Facebook bans in the public square being constantly censored. And it has an effect. It has an effect. Like we start to self-censor. That's, that's, that's the effect that's it. intended. That's why they do it. And so we are already living in the authoritarian dystopia. It's not that it's coming. We're in it now. We're already in it. I mean, that sounds like a Carter thing to say, Carrie. I love it. Well, we are. And it's, it's still, you know, stop joy it worse. And, and still it, things can still get worse, <laughs> but we're already there. We've arrived. Um, and yeah. I don't know. I think, I Did think you see Facebook. So they set up this, um, I don't, I don't know that we've talked about this, but it was in the news. So they set up this separate quote, separate committee. I think we mentioned it once maybe of like, um, they funded, I guess with, um, an endowment, they funded this review board of quote independence. Now, of course, Facebook picked the independence, but theoretically they're now separated and isolated from Facebook proper. And their job is to review like controversial bans. And they reviewed the Trump ban and they came back. Oh yeah. I think we talked about this, right? They reviewed the Trump ban and they came back to Facebook and they said, well, you were right to ban him. But you can't ban them permanently because you don't really have any rules around that. So you have to, like, f come up with some rules. So Facebook yeah. came up with some rules. And this this to me is – it was already chilling, but this is another um, – like, they're, they're tightening their grip just a little bit more. It's another – they're ratcheting it up. They've, they've now said – so in the past, they were saying, well, political speech has – more leeway, clearly not a lot of leeway because they banned Trump, but they were saying more leeway because it's newsworthy and it's political speech and blah, blah, blah. They're no longer doing that. Politicians from now on will have the same rules as everyone else. And so they can ban political speech they don't like. And if you... <sighs> If you imagine, I mean, they already can have an impact on the on the public conversation, but think of how much of an impact they will now be able to have when, if a politician runs for office and disagrees with oh, yeah. the woke leftist agenda, they won't they're even gonna, be able to say it. And they're going to ban them. 
Yes. Yeah. So think about how much power over elections that that gives Facebook. It's amazing. We know from their past work they've done experiments that they can sway elections based on um, what they put in your your feed. They've tested this in India and they've done other tests. They know they can swing elections. They can they can sway several percentage points. So imagine now they can literally ban. A politician, Ron Paul, let's imagine a Ron Paul of today gets on and says something that they don't like. Bam, he's never going to. They of his already banned Ron Paul. Anymore. I mean, I, I think he, he oh, might be back, did. but he was on at least a 30 day ban. They've already oh, started right, doing some this. COVID thing. Yeah. 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 They've already he's started doing this. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Like they don't. We, we are. Sometimes I think about the people who are still asleep and I'm I'm just fascinated with that level of self-delusion. I think it's very interesting. I think it's super interesting. Well, Um, I don't think actually Facebook is deluding themselves. I I truly believe that the elites um, and I would say maybe I put Zuckerberg in this category, but I I would guess it's mostly his lieutenants and everyone around him. I think he's much more of a pragmatist, but I would put Dorsey directly in this camp. I think the elites are – they view themselves as – enlightened and so the stuff that the what the riffraff wants um they their view of the election is well people should be able to make choices but not the wrong choices we need to be able to guide we need to be able to guide the democracies towards the progress that we know is right for them and if they start supporting people that we think are steps backwards we will just ban those people. Oh, I completely um, they're, they're agree. Totally okay with to, to be clear, what I meant was when I think about the people, the users, the masses, when I think about mm. the people who are asleep, still asleep, with being where we are at this stage of progression of the authoritarian dystopia and the level of propaganda happening, the level of censorship happening, and the level of gaslighting happening where they try to make you think you're crazy if you if you notice that the truth is the truth. Those people who are still asleep at this level of the dystopia, it kind of blows my mind. The psychology of those people is fascinating to me. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But there's a lot of them, right? There's um, a lot of them. Yeah. There's still. And I think it, it relates to what we said earlier, though, Carrie. It's because they don't want to have to make a choice about anything. So no. they they want to go along with whatever's like, they don't want to be challenged. Like they don't want to hear, if you point anything out, they don't want to hear it. Um, no, and, and they're so deeply brainwashed and they're such easy, they're so easy to control at the stage they're at right now. This, I was kind of putting this in the post. It's like, it, when I was writing about this, is that it's sort of, <laughs> It's all they have to do is push the buttons. They've they've already brainwashed you to such a degree that Trump, there are different things that they can different buttons they can push that they know they can get you to do certain things. So if if you're starting to get out of line or ask questions or they just have to push the Trump button. But look at Trump. What look at Trump did this? Do a bunch of stories about Trump, and then you're like, oh, jerking on the string, like, ah, you know, like they're sending you like a dog after a ball. It's like, go get the ball, go get the ball, puppy, and they're like, oh, I'm gonna get the ball, like completely <laughs> distracted. They're so easy to manipulate, and it's amazing. Well, That's amazing. 
I mean, I don't, I don't approve of it, and I'm not trying to make excuses for them. Uh, but it's tough. I mean, if you've, I mean, if you've spent your whole life avoiding conflict and completely avoiding the necessity to think for yourself about anything and hoping that you can just go along to get along and live a quiet, happy life and, and do whatever people around you say is right and fit in. Um, if you've been a conformist your entire life, it's hard to get confronted with the fact it that, is. Like, hey, the bad guys are in charge now. You know, you're conforming with fascism. The bad guys. <laughs> yeah, you are the baddies. Um, this is great. This is kind of the gist of that thing. The post that I wrote, MN, thank you, MN, gives us a super chat. It says, Dems are the party now in 1984. They revise mm, newspapers. Yes. They have slogans. They use newspeak and doublethink. They censor their enemies. They present a phantom forever enemy, Russia, and they had give they give us the daily two minutes of hate on TV <laughs> for Trump, and that's ex they do yeah. all of those things. They just yeah. speaking of revising newspapers, I mean, there's so many things now we don't even have time to cover all of them. Every time we do Kafefi, it's like, well, what are we going to talk about? There's because we're at accelerated stage of the dystopia, but one of the memory hole things they did, like Winston Smith recently. Was the Washington Post somebody somebody outed them for having secretly edited headlines from a year ago? Now that Fauci's emails are out, yes, I saw that. Did you see that? They yeah, changed. I forget the exact actual edit. Do the you? headlines. I remember it. They were a year ago. They were piling on Senator Tom Cotton, and they, the headline was something to the effect of. Um, uh, Senator Tom Cotton is out there peddling completely debunked conspiracy theories about COVID, about COVID's origins. Okay. That was the headline, something to that effect. So that if you read it, you would come away going, wow, Senator Tom he's a, Cotton, he's why? He's a crazy conspiracy theory. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you pushing these completely debunked conspiracy theories? Okay. Now that the emails are out and now that Fauci has been backpedaling and they're all trying to say, well, yeah, it probably came from the lab. Uh, sorry. Uh, now there's now they went back in time. They changed that headline without telling people. So if you look it up now, the headline says Senator Tom Cotton. Uh, they, they changed the language. They're saying is talking about some COVID origin theories that we're not a hundred percent sure if they're true. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I have a theory. Do you know why I think they're doing that? Cause why? no one's looking at old articles. I yeah. think they're doing it to lie to themselves. Yeah. Interesting. I think they, I think they want to lie to themselves because it's uncomfortable to, to know how wrong they were and how hypocritical they were. They don't like it. So they're doing it. So they're going back and fixing the record. Like so that they can feel better about themselves. Because no one's looking at an article from a year and a half anyway. No one gives a crap. But but I if you do, but if somebody tries to make the case, look at how the media lied to us and gaslit us and sold us propaganda a year ago. I seem to remember there was a Washington Post headline and people start looking and it's like, oh, I guess it wasn't as bad as I thought. I guess they didn't really lie to us outright. Yeah, they did. They just since changed the headline. It's worse than you thought. <laughs> right. It's worse than you thought. <laughs> yes. You secret, yeah. evil, 1984 F-heads. That's what you are. 
<laughs> oh, uh, Rodrigo says in chat, they use their own articles to circular reference their lives. Yeah, that's yeah. true. They do do that a lot. So they, they, this is, this was actually how the steel dossier worked. Um, it was, it was a great example of, uh, leaking stuff to one newspaper and then using that to validate something else in the FBI and like this kind of, and then using the FBI to validate some more articles. Like it was this great, this is how you create a big nothing burger. Um, you, and, and it's actually, that's the way to think of all social justice philosophy theory. Um, because that's all it is. It's garbage paper citing one another, building garbage on top of gar garbage and building a web of paper citations to, to give it this patina of legitimacy. Yeah. Um, but that's what they're doing. There's a, that's it's, what they're doing with the news. And there's an account on Twitter called, I think it's called editing the gray lady that um, has an automatically detects headline changes in the New York Times. Um, there should be one for the Washington Post as well, but I like that it just, and sometimes they're benign. It'll be like a typo or whatever, or like a, a eat like a benign correction. But it's nice to just have a feed that's like, cause not all the times it's benign. Sometimes they just go back and change their headlines. Um, and there's like yeah. this automated bot that pays attention. I just sent this to you and Beverly so we can pull it up. I sent it on mm. Discord and on Signal. So cool. Look, look at, I just want, you know, I was giving you guys a summary of what the headline said, but let's actually read it. All right. Here, <clears throat> Beverly, there we go. Yeah. Okay. So this guy tweets, Greg Price tweets, democracy dies in stealth edits on 15 month old <laughs> headlines, which is true. This is 15 months old. Stealth editing. They're stealth editing. Okay, let's look at what the headline was 15 months ago. The Washington Post. Click on the left image. Uh, here's the headline from the Washington Post 15 months ago. Tom Cotton keeps repeating a coronavirus conspiracy theory that was already debunked. That's the headline. What an idiot. <laughs> okay, now let's see what they changed it to just now. They changed. They went back and just. I mean, they want to make it. They don't want to make it look like they were that that they were that off the mark. So now it says Tom Cotton keeps repeating a coronavirus fringe theory that scientists have disputed. So they changed conspiracy to fringe and they changed debunked to disputed. To disputed. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> we see wow. you, Washington Post. We see you, you liars. <laughs> you absolute liars and benders of truth. That's it's Winston Smith, like hard at work. There we go. It is. And I think um, I mean, Orwell could not. Well, he didn't. Um, but I think it would have been difficult for him to do this. Could not possibly have imagined a better tool for memory holes than the Internet. I mean, it's just, you know, no one needs to sit in a booth and find old copies of newspapers or do any sort of thing. It's just clickety click, click, click. Done. Yeah. Yeah, it's changed everywhere. Uh, it's it's quite amazing. It's Here's quite some amazing. of the chat, the chatter in the chat, the chatter in the chat. Wicked Psyched says uh, what's worse is that they submit those false embellished stories into the record as evidence in congressional and Senate hearings. Yep. Yeah, uh, Gabriel says so despicable. Yeah. And Rodrigo says, I still find it unbelievable how brazen the media is when doing this right in everyone's faces. Well, you know, you know why they're so brazen? 
And I find that amazing too, but here's, here's what happened. They're so brazen because it doesn't matter because the brainwashed masses, they, they're so effectively brainwashed. They can see this and, and the media is like, yeah, but you guys, Trump, Trump. And they're like, ah, <laughs> it's like, they, yeah, they don't pay that's attention. a good point. They're, they're brazen because they can be. Yeah, they can be. And, and right. look at, look at the Fauci emails. So the Fauci emails came out and I'm thinking, oh, wow, this is pretty incredible. Look at what's in some of these emails. Look at what some of the titles of the emails are. And again, how are the sleepwalking people going to react to this? Well, within a couple of hours, I saw how the sleepwalking people were reacting to it on Twitter and Facebook, having not interacted with the emails themselves, having not read any of them or done the investigation, they waited to be told what to say. And then they just started all repeating that. So it's right. it's like CNN it, it, was like, look how polite Fauci was. Yeah, look how polite Fauci was. Actually, he had to he had to um, he really kept it together, considering that he worked for the Trump administration, who is such a lot, <laughs> such liars. I mean, they just been the truth. It's like these emails show you that Fauci, which we already knew he was an admitted liar. He admitted lying already, and they didn't care. But now you see in these emails just the depth of his deception. And they don't care. And uh, and so what did they say? They just start repeating this nonsensical thing about how he's so upstanding and truthful. And that doesn't even make any sense. That's not even a response to that's like saying, um, you know, hey, I, I would you like peanut butter sandwiches and another person saying, you know, duck soup or like something that doesn't make any like that's not an answer <laughs> right. to the question. Right. Did you read these emails? And they're like, well, she's so great. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, you didn't even it's, read. it's a complete, it's, it. yeah. If they treated, <laughs> if they treated Watergate like this, Nixon would still be president. Yeah. I but mean, like, it, it, yeah, but, it's just. And I, and I saw people in the threads when you tried to comment, when you tried to say like, here's the link. If anybody wants to read the emails for themselves, go to the original source, source material, right? Read it for yourself, make yeah. up your own mind. And they had already gotten their talking points and, and they all start like zombies that they, they were already, there were some of them in my threads already without having like, don't you have any self-respect for your own intelligence? Like maybe you should read the email and you're smart enough to form an opinion. No, they just immediately start speaking. One guy turned, tried to turn the whole thread into something about Trump. That's what I mean about. They're so easily distracted. That's one of their biggest, um, triggers or that, or, you know, if you think of them as a marionette on a string, that's a really easy string to pull is, is the media put, drop something about Trump in there. And then they're all like, but Trump, but Trump, you know, and I, I, I don't get it. It's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, uh, yeah, the emails are, they're a PDF and they're searchable. So okay. you don't even have to read all 3000 pages. You just, you can search for stuff if you want to look at the emails. It's pretty easy. Um, and by the way, just in case we haven't talked about it, we should just quickly say what they are. Yeah. Uh, or what a couple of things in them were. Remember Dr. Peter uh, Dazak that we talked about? We had read that Nicholas Wade article. Mm -hmm. um, and he was the guy who funded that coronavirus research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Um, well, there's an email exchange with Fauci where, like, they're particularly concerned that parts of the virus look like it might be man-made. Mm -hmm. This guy's concerned. This guy's particularly concerned about the idea that it could have leaked from a lab, uh, because 
he's funding the leaked, he's funding the lab, and he sends this nice little thank you to Fauci for quashing the theory that it could have been a lab leak. Yeah. Um, while at the same time, other people on this email thread and, and other emails de- demonstrate that by no means was it agreed that it definitely wasn't a lab leak. But Fauci no. went out and said, like, definitely wasn't a lab leak. Um, so this guy thanks Fauci for covering his ass. And and on if you watch the Fauci interaction with Rand Paul, he had this kind of smug I don't basically he was saying, I don't know what to tell you. We don't do gain of function research. He like we'd never we didn't fund gain of function research. And if we did, it was in North Carolina, blah, 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 blah. We didn't fund gain of function, not gain of function. It's not gain of function. You're basically he was like, you're an idiot, Senator. It's not gain of function. Well, uh, <laughs> Fauci forwards an email with an attachment. <laughs> forward. Important. The attachment is uh it's titled Barrick, she, she's referenced to the uh, bat lady, Barrick, she et al, nature medicine, SARS gain of function dot PDF. The, <laughs> the idea that this has nothing to do with gain of function research and Rand Paul's an idiot is contradicted by Fauci's own internal communications. Um, and yet, and by the way, one thing I didn't like about the emails that I find fascinating is there's a lot redacted. Oh, yeah. And I don't know why it's redacted. Um, so, well, here's something. So if you share these emails, I don't know if anyone, we want to talk about propaganda and, you know, Facebook and all the big social companies. If you share these emails on Facebook, um, they are now putting, you know how they go in and tell you things are fake news or whatever. Well, they can't say it's fake news. They're not going so far as to lie. They're not going so far as to lie and say these emails aren't real. I mean, I'm kind of surprised. That, they, that's a hard one to do. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised they haven't done that, though. You talk about how brazen they are, but they can't do that. So instead, they have an independent fact checker box that pops up. Now, I just sent you in Beverly three images. So uh-huh. now if you share a screenshot of the email... They put a big box in front of the email that says missing content, missing context. Look at this. This happened to my post. Uh, Beverly, we want to put it up or do should I and, put it up? Because I'm looking at it. And it says now, like, the same information was checked in another post by independent fact checkers. And so they're basically telling you that even though this email's true, like, you don't know what to think about it yet. We want to tell you what to think about it. Missing context, meaning we want to tell you what you should think about this and why it probably doesn't mean what it sounds like, the conclusions you might come to. So there, you guys see that? They put this, so now if you go to my post, permanently on top of the Fauci email, permanently is this big box that says missing context. I don't think that means what you think it means, Facebook. Yeah. Missing context. They've been using this word context it like totally incorrectly. Um, yeah. The, the context is like the context is it was February 2020 <laughs> and we were being told to use. Well, actually, Fauci at this time was saying don't use masks and then he switched to use masks. Um, like the context is the is what we've all lived through. It's been the coronavirus lockdown. That's the context. What it's missing is propaganda it's missing spin 
it should say missing spin. Our spin missing hasn't spin. yet been applied to this email, so please, like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's this. The we, spin is missing. We haven't yet fortified this content. <laughs> yes, um, yes. <laughs> uh, Beverly, can you put up the next image? I just want to read. This is the email that they're now censoring, or they're by putting a big oh, missing they're missing context button on the top of it. So it's an email from Anthony Fauci, uh, February 5th, 2020, to Sylvia Burwell. Subject, RE, a couple of quick questions. And he goes, Sylvia, he's responding to her. He goes, Sylvia, masks are really for infected people to prevent them from spreading infection to people who are not infected rather than protecting uninfected people from acquiring infection. The typical mask you buy in the drugstore is not really effective in keeping out viruses, virus, which is small enough to pass through the material. <laughs> it might, however, provide some slight benefit and keep out gross droplets if someone coughs or sneezes on you. I do not recommend that you wear a mask, particularly since you are going to a very low risk location. Your instincts are correct. Money is best spent on medical countermeasures such as diagnostics and vaccines. Safe travels, best regards, Tony. Okay, so, I mean, we're all adults. We can read this and say, okay, he was saying that masks are particularly, are, they don't, they're, they're just, he says masks are really for infected people to prevent them from spreading infection um, rather than protecting uninfected people from acquiring infection. He also says the typical mastery bound drugstore is not really effective in keeping out the virus, which is small enough to pass through the material anyway. Okay. So Facebook's like, wait guys, wait, you don't, there's missing context here. <laughs> By the way, what was, what is the context that they add? Do you know? Because otherwise you might be tempted to draw some very logical conclusions here. We want you to, to have the missing context. Okay, so here's the missing context. If you click on it, it says from independent fact checkers. And then they have a link to USA, a USA Today. They had USA Today give us the context. And it says okay. fact check. Uh, let me see. I'm going to, this is a link. I'll send you the link, Beverly, if you want to okay. put this up. Okay. While I read it. By the way, while you're looking for that, do you remember when we did some very basic math over a year ago and said, hey, the the size of the pores in masks are 300 microns, and it looks like this virus is 100 microns, and 300 is bigger than 100? Yeah. Hmm. And everyone said, science denier. Yeah. And <laughs> Trust the science. Okay. Right. And you know what? If you say stuff like that, actual facts, you you could get banned back then. Yeah. You would get banned for saying what Fauci says in his email. Um, okay, so here, fact check. Missing context in claim about emails Fauci's and Fauci's position on masks. This is from USA Today. The claim. Now, those of you who've gotten used to how Snopes is used to push propaganda these days, you'll recognize this format. The claim. An email from Dr. Anthony Fauci proves that he knew masks were ineffective at mitigating the spread of COVID-19. Um, more than a month before the World Health Organization labeled the COVID-19 outbreak a global pandemic, Dr. Anthony Fauci received an email asking whether the writer should wear a face mask while traveling. And then they quote it. They quote the email we just read to you. Quote, masks are really for infected people to prevent them from spreading infection to people who are not infected, rather than protecting uninfected people from acquiring infection. Fauci wrote back in a February 5th message. 
quote, the typical mask you buy in the drugstore is not really effective in keeping out the virus, which is small enough to pass through the material, end quote. The country's leading infectious disease expert went on to say that he would not recommend the writer wear a mask during travel to a very low risk location. Fauci's response was among thousands of pages of emails released to media outlets under the Freedom of Information Act. BuzzFeed News and the Washington Post used the emails to paint a picture about the early days of the pandemic response, but some of the message messages have also spread rapidly as misinformation on social media platforms. So it's okay for BuzzFeed News and the Washington Post. They're part of us. They're like the legacy media. This is what USA Today is basically telling, telling us here. What's the subtext here? Well, BuzzFeed News and the Washington Post, part of the legacy media like us, they were using the emails to try and paint an accurate picture about the early days of the pandemic response. But you dumb plebes, you deplorables took these messages and thought that you could read them yourself <laughs> without our interpretation. This is just like when CNN, what was it, the guy on CNN, Cuomo, Chris Cuomo said, uh, you, it's illegal for you to read the WikiLeaks. Yeah, it's illegal for you dummies to read the WikiLeaks emails. We have to read them for you, which is a lie, by the way. It's different it's for us. It's not illegal for you to read them. Uh, so he says. So it, if you, anything, it should be illegal for Cuomo <laughs> to read them. But <laughs> let's make that illegal. Um, okay, so misinformation they spread. Some of these messages have also spread rapidly as misinformation. Wait. What does that even they mean? They haven't made how, an argument yet at all, by the way. I'm how, looking for the argument. But what does that mean? They've spread rapidly as misinformation. So did they? Did the all, emails get altered? How did they become misinformation? Did they get altered? Were they fake? Did people add stuff to them? No. Okay. Fact check. Uh, false claim about Fauci email leak mischaracterizes FIOA requests and release. Okay, more. Okay, so anyway, okay, sorry, it goes down. So they say, for so, example. So but by the way, that's a really, this is, by the way, that I don't want to gloss over that fact check. Oh. That fact check has nothing to do with the content of the email. No. But it is, um, they, they want to say something false. They want to say something's false. Some people mischaracterize it as an email link, but actually it was a freedom of information request. Is that relevant? No. Not really relevant, the email. But they want to put something in there to make it, they're trying to paint this picture that these people are just idiots and anyone talking about this, it's not a leak. Well, no one says, like, we're not saying it's a leak. We're reviewing the email itself, not whether it was leaked or F or freedom of information obtained. But sorry, go ahead. No, it's fine. Okay, so here's, here's where they supposedly debunk this. I don't know what there is a debunk. It's an email that... We can all read and understand, but they want to give us additional context. So here they go. For example, Fauci's response about masks has been held up as evidence that he knew early on that masks were ineffective. One commenter on a June 2nd Instagram post wrote that Fauci, quote, sat back and watched as we put face diapers on our children, end quote. Well, he did. That's true. Yep. We did put face diapers on our children. I mean, we collectively a lot of people did. Okay, different versions of the posts have been shared thousands of times, but this line of thinking ignores the evolution of understanding about the effectiveness of masks and guidance about wearing them. The evolution of understanding, or do you mean the evolution of mandates and compliance and conformity to something that's not scientifically supported by evidence? That's what you mean. 
we decided to become anti-science and disregard the science and to push these mandates on people. And this ignores that. We all decided to go that way and pretend like that was right. That's what that means. Um, Responding to questions about the February 5th email during a June 3rd appearance on CNN, Fauci said his understanding changed as more information became available about asymptomatic asymptomatic transmission of the virus and the effectiveness of masks outside the hospitals. Quote, if we realize all those things back then, of course, you're asking the question, would you have done something differently if you knew uh, what you know now? Of course, people would have done that. It's so obvious, he said on CNN. Okay, so here's let me just let me just interject here for a second. Remember that Fauci told us previously, told us that when he first told us the public not to wear masks, and he said that publicly in interviews, he said, don't wear masks. He said what he just said to this friend privately, don't wear masks. There's no reason to wear masks. Right. It won't, it won't help. Okay. Then later when he said, no, uh, forget about, it. I do, I do now support the mask mandates. Right. He told us then that he lied earlier when he said they didn't work, that he lied because even though he knew they worked, he didn't want there to be a run on them because he wanted to save them for first responders. And so it was a good reason to lie and pretend that he pretended that masks don't work so that there wouldn't be a run on masks. So he's he said, basically, I mean, what what he was doing then is telling us I'm a liar. I lied about my opinion on masks, but I'm telling you now that it's OK to wear them because now we know we have enough of them. And now I'm telling you, you should wear them. And I lied earlier for good reason to save them for the first responders. That's what he previously said. Now this is different. Now it's saying he didn't he lie. He lied about lying. Now it's saying, oh, no, his opinion changed and evolved. He really was against masks. He really was. He wasn't lying to save them for health care workers. He really was against them and didn't think they worked. And now, and then his, his, his opinion changed and then he started to think they worked. That's a different explanation than what you previously gave us, which is that you were a liar for good reason. Now it's like, no, I didn't lie. My opinion changed. What? By the way, something that's that's really annoying to me here is in the original email, he gives a reason. He says, the virus is too small. It can pass through. The mask can prevent droplets, but the virus can pass through the mask. If you say your thoughts have evolved on mask effectiveness, you have to give reasons. You can't just say our thoughts have evolved and now we think they're beneficial. Oh, were you wrong about the size of the holes in masks? Were you wrong about the size of the virus? Were you wrong about how viruses pass through holes? Were you wrong about are there more droplets and what like what were you wrong about? How has it evolved? You can't just say our thoughts have evolved because science and move on. You have to give reasons. And I don't think there's any reasons being given. It's just, well, now we decide that masks are effective. Okay. Why? They don't tell you. What changed? Look at this. They continue. Now, here's what's funny. They go, hey, by the way, that random nobody Instagram user we mentioned who shared the post on June 2nd did not respond to a request for comments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so shady, right? Yeah. Okay. So then they go evolving guidance under a section called evolving guidance. They continue and they say, 
Fauci and public health agencies have updated their guidance on masks and other mitigation measures as scientists learned more about how COVID-19 works and spreads. And this is what you're talking about, Carter. They don't include anything about how COVID works and spreads. What did you learn? What made you (laughs) change your mask guidance? What did you yeah, learn oh, that was different? Oh, it turns out the virus can quantum tunnel except for through masks or what? Like, I, what? What changed? What changed? <laughs> no, we just learned more, you know? Okay, so then they, then here's what's funny. They include, they, they include the original excuse for his change in position on masks. So now they've got two reasons in here which contradict one another. They, they put it in here. They don't say Fauci, but they say public officials. But Fauci was one of them who said this. Public officials initially discouraged masks over fears of shortages for healthcare providers. So so they've got both reasons. They say, on the one hand, he he always believed in the effectiveness of masks, but he lied to the public about using them so we could save them for healthcare workers. And once we knew we had enough, then he told us to wear them. There's that. Then there's the other one that's in here that's like, no, he really was against masks and didn't think they were effective. But then his understanding evolved as he got more information and then he thought they were effective. OK, well, those but are two different things. And we're not going to tell you what that information was. Those are two different things. You guys are right. full of shit. <laughs> this is full of crap. Your debunk needs to be debunked. Like, I, I just, I, I, OK. So then it says, uh, uh, it continues. Then U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Jerome Adams tweeted in all caps on February 29, 2020, that people should, quote, stop buying masks in all caps. He said in the since deleted tweet that masks were ineffective and widespread use could lead to shortages. Fauci said during a March 8th <laughs> By the interview. Way, I, I love that. They're ineffective and widespread use could lead to shortages. Well, who well, cares if they're ineffective? Who, who the hell cares if they're shortages? Yeah. Like either they're effective or you give a crap about shortages. None or of this they're is- not effective or you give a crap about shortages. You can't, it's, not, it's like I'm worried that too many people are going to take this placebo and then we'll, we won't have enough placebo. Yeah. For yeah. what? <laughs> For what? <laughs> okay. So then Fauci said during a March 8th interview, this is what I was mentioning earlier, a March 8th interview on 60 Minutes, the quote, this is what he told the public, quote, there's no reason to be walking around with a mask. End quote. March 8th, 2020, he said that on 60 Minutes. But on April 3rd, so a short month later, 2020, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention began urging people to wear masks in public. That was nearly a month after the WHO labeled the COVID-19 outbreak as a pandemic. Fauci's position changed, too. The same day the CDC released its new guidelines, so a month after he went on 60 Minutes and said, there's no reason for you to be walking around with a mask, A month after that, Fauci said during an appearance on Fox and Friends that people should wear masks when they can't socially distance. Since then, Fauci has explained his recommendation on masks changed as more information became available about the way that COVID-19 spreads and the effectiveness of masks outside hospitals. That's funny, USA Today, because he also explained it by saying that he lied to us so he can preserve them for healthcare workers. I, I would. I'm. I, if I really want to click on that link because I would like to see his explanation. But that's a different. Okay, wait. Let's finish this though. The WHO changed its mask recommendation in June 2020. In July 2020, the CDC said, "Quote: Cloth face coverings are a critical tool in the fight against COVID-19 that could reduce could reduce could reduce the spread of the disease, particularly when used universally within communities." End quote. 
In March, the CDC released new guidelines for people vaccinated against COVID-19. Those included guidance that vaccinated people could resume activities without wearing a mask. Oh, I remember that. Our ruling, missing context. This is the USA Today, missing context. The claim that an email, by the way, everything, everything, by the standards they're using here, everything is always missing context. Usually when somebody says missing context, what they mean is they're missing context. There's there's context missing that if you had it would change your opinion about what you're reading here. That's not the case with this missing context, but that's what they're right. pretending. Um, right. Missing context means like to understand the meaning, you need more information, but right. you don't need more information to understand the meaning of that email. And, and here, let's, I've got one more thing to add to this. I just want to read this part under missing context. Mm-hmm. They say, the claim that an email from Fauci proves he knew masks were ineffective at mitigating the spread of COVID-19 is, all caps, missing context. Missing context. <laughs> Based on our research. Oh, research. <laughs> research. <laughs> okay. Fauci sent the email on February 5th, 2020 more than a month before the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 a worldwide pandemic, the understanding about the effectiveness of masks and guidance about wearing them evolved during the pandemic, as did Fauci's position. Yeah, we know his position evolved. We know it. Uh, and then they, so so here's what's interesting. Um, if you go by his first excuse, and they include that one in here too, it's funny they include both excuses. His first excuse was that he lied to the public about masks so he could, but he always thought they were effective, but he lied about that so that on 60 Minutes so that we would not take them away from healthcare workers. That was his first excuse. Well, then why would he lie to his friend in a private email? Like you would think that if that were the case, he'd be like, look, listen, Linda or whatever her name is. Listen, I don't want the public to know this because I don't want to run on masks, but you're my good friend and they really do work. So you should really wear one. Like, like you know what right. I mean? Like, who, why would you lie to Linda? Like you, you could lie. To, <laughs> I lied to the public so there wouldn't be a run on them. And But Linda's one person. She's your good friend. Like if you really thought they worked, why would you? Linda's not going to buy all the masks. Is she could tell your good friend, Linda, to get a mask, but she's like, Dr. Fauci, should I wear a mask? And he's like, no, Linda. And, and inside he's like, oh, it hurts that I'm lying to Linda. It hurts, but I don't want them to be run on the masks. Oh, but she's my good friend. Masks work. I wish I could tell her they work. She shouldn't be traveling without them. Oh, but but also there could be, oh, I gotta lie to Linda. <laughs> like, what? So stupid. Isn't it? Wait, her name is Sylvia. 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 I wish I could tell you the truth, Sylvia. Poor Sylvia. (laughs) Well, I still don't see anything in here explaining why his position evolved. Other than, and by the way, they say things like, oh, he sent the email before the World Health Organization declared COVID a pandemic. Okay, but that's irrelevant. That doesn't matter. What the World Health Organization said about COVID and when, as in terms of whether it's a pandemic, is completely unrelated to the context. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like we're talking about his position on masks, um, and I still don't see. I still don't see the reason. Whenever I look, look and see what their reasons are, it's just they just say, "We now know they're effective." 
Like, that's just a statement. I never hear anything that's like, oh, we have evidence. This is what the evidence is. Yeah, I, I, they don't ever maybe say there what is, it you know, is. Yeah. They don't I just ever don't... say what it is. <laughs> <laughs> the this science a, has changed. Yes. Okay. This is a bunch of garbledygook. And you know what the whole purpose of it is? It's like in 1984. It's so that a person that you've already effectively brainwashed, okay, when they are confronted with a bit of truth, a bit of truth seeps through. And let's say one of their wrong thinking friends shares this direct original source material of Fauci's email. It's for, it's so that that brainwashed person has the protect you're now protecting their, their fragile brainwashed state. You're putting up a big right. button that says missing context so that the brainwashed person go, Oh, oh, good. Okay. I'm glad I didn't have oh, good. to. I don't have to believe this. Oh. Right. I'm glad I didn't have to read that and consider what that might mean. Uh, you know, you are protecting their brainwashed state. And, and if they click on this, most of them won't even click on this to read it, but if they do, they're going to read it and they're, you're just taking their brain in circles that don't make sense so that they leave it in there. They've got some things to say. And if those things contradict one another, who cares if, if it was because he lied to, to save masks for healthcare workers, or if it was because his understanding evolved, what does it really matter? You've given them two different and opposite things to say now about why his position changed and that's good enough. And now they get to protect their, their brainwashed state. You know, that's what this is for. Yeah. Missing context. I mean- button i guess i i guess the other thing that's fascinating to me about this i i can't stand this mask i I, i'm sorry i'm stuck on this i can't i really can't stand that the mask view has evolved and they don't give any information i just Mm -hmm. want to remind everyone cloth which is what he was talking about cloth has been around for i don't know ten thousand years like a really long time we know cloth well uh the germ theory of disease has evolved, but maybe the recent theories since the 19th century, maybe recent theories. Uh, we have lots of diseases. People use masks in hospitals. I would bet we have a pretty clear understanding of what masks do and don't do with respect to viruses. I mean, we set up labs to study dangerous viruses and we understand and don't understand what like we we have we know what they do and don't do what magical thing has happened where our fundamental understanding of viruses and pieces of paper or cloth have suddenly was there a breakthrough in biology that we are unaware of in the last year where everything we knew about masks that fauci knew in february is somehow different like, oh my God, this whole time, masks have been working differently than we thought. Holy crap. Like, you could get your PhD thesis on, you get your PhD on this. This is a this is a breakthrough. It's a career-making breakthrough that these pieces of cloth that we have used since, at least since the germ theory's been around, <laughs> that we've yeah. well understood that we use everywhere, uh, that we use in, in labs and in medical facilities and different quality of the masks with different pore sizes for different environments with different risks. All that just turned on its head. We didn't understand. We didn't There's know. something new about masks that we, we didn't understand before. And oh my God, now we get it. Now we know. What the fuck is it that you figured out? What's the news, guys? What's the new scientific discovery? Please tell me what it is. And they do, they're not going to include it. That's missing context. I would like to know where's that's the actual missing context. What did you learn? Yeah. 
What did you learn? Uh, to your point, Carter, Nerdy Girl in chat says, Nerdy Girl says, cloth masks don't work. I work for a hospital. And they have said this outright in emails. They won't allow you in the hospital with a cloth mask. Right. Well, N95 they, masks are the ones that are 300 microns and, and the virus is 100. N95, the pore size is 300 microns. And N95, almost no one wears N95 masks. Everything you wear, even the, the regular surgical one, like that's bigger than N95. Those pores than, are even yeah. bigger. And cloth, I mean, you might as well just do this a little. I mean, cloth is like, it's huge. It it probably does stop if you're sneezing. I'm sure it stops particles. From That's what he out. said like, to sure. Sylvia. But he was like, Sylvia, it's really, if somebody sneezes on you, will a, yeah, do you want a barrier sure. from a snot getting on you? Yes. I, I still, I just love that. Yeah. But he's like, he could have told his friend Sylvia, but no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Sylvia. <laughs> Poor Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a couple things in chat. These are not super chats, but real quick. Johnny Boy Quick Draw says, haha, they're fortifying people's brains. Yes, they are. They are fortifying <laughs> people's brains. And uh, and then Turn It On The Screw says, the biggest black pill is that most of the population doesn't want to know the truth. They want to stay in the matrix and eat cyber steak. <laughs> they're like, I watched... I, they're like the guy in the matrix who turns on yeah. Neo and he says, I know it's fake, but I don't care. I don't want to live in reality. It's too horrifying. Please put me back, erase my memory and put me back in the pod. And I would rather eat delicious fake steak in the fake right. world. And, right. and by the way, I want to be an actor. Yeah. I want to be someone yeah. important. Oh yeah. I want to be a famous actor. He <laughs> says that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cypher Couple people in chat are saying it is Cypher. Cypher, yeah. You know, you know who I was so upset about? I haven't watched that movie in a while, so we watched it recently and I reminded I was reminded of it's really different watching it now, now that you know all the Matrix sort of red pill analogies and stuff, but it, it is yeah. very it's a very good movie. I was always so sad when Switch died. Remember Switch? She was kind of like the butch blonde. Yeah, I remember Switch, yeah. And and she was just one of those a loyal Friend, someone that you were glad to have on your team, and then and then she was taken out by that because of that guy. And it made yeah, me so and her upset boyfriend. watching. Yeah, Epoch or whatever. Yeah, was that her boyfriend? I thought she was a lesbian. I thought so. Oh, uh, whatever. Anyway. Well, they at least had a good relationship. They were had friends. A good re whatever. Yeah. If they weren't, I don't know. Maybe I'm okay. Super um, chats. Yeah, let's do some super chats. Uh, all right. Uh, Dario says, Carrie, call as, LOL. I don't know what that's referring to, but let me know. I don't know. Am I supposed to call him? Ken Lipson says, can Bev make a clip of Carrie and Carter going over the email so I can share with my friends? Yes, we will make a note of that. If you, you know what would help Ken Lipson or anyone, if you can send us a time code of the clip <laughs> or we can do it, but we, we're going to make clips again. We're just, uh, we're going to do fewer of them. We're going to do them when you guys want them. Cheeky Mayor says, is having a Stepford wife for a partner a valid reason for irreconcilable differences? I'm inches away from Carter's view on looking for a divorce lawyer. Wait for the party line slash don't think scary. Yeah. Well, my divorce lawyer comment is about society. I don't know if Cheeky Mayor is talking about personally, but. I think um, she's talking about society. Society. It's, 
because oh, well. stuff, for, stuff for wives is a great analogy because we keep talking about these people who are still asleep at this point and it's like they're stepford wives yeah 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 well uh except for stepford wives are more pleasantly non-conversational at <laughs> these people will beat you uh all right let's see andrew joiner says proclaiming yourself powerless gives you immense power uh slovage mm-hmm. zizek um Kent for Chuck says, congrats, Carrie. Have a wonderful wedding weekend. Enjoy the break. Book club was very cool yesterday. Uh, and G-Man, who does not want to send you any money, sends me money and says, Carter, can you please tell Carrie that I enjoyed her interview with Chrissy Mayer? Thank you. <laughs> um, Christopher Gorey says, I'm currently in Facebook jail for simply saying we should all love each other more for being fellow humans than for gender, sex, or race. Wow. Well. Uh, let's see. We read that one already. Dom uh, says Kenosha school district canceled prom because of COVID. So my mom and other parents put on a prom without the cathedral's permission. Pushing back is key. Nice. Uh, nice. Somebody says, oh, I see. She's joking. <laughs> Look, my whole point about time codes is it may not get made otherwise. If you want it, great. Like, it would be great to help. But if... It, whatever never mind <sighs> yeah people are, it's like dude dude like give me a break we we were doing clips for a while and and beverly was making a lot of them and then it was too much and it wasn't what we should have been doing for the episodes because it was basically breaking every episode up into a lot of clips which is a lot of busy work for her and so then we were like we should bring clips back but it would be great if it's clips that people actually wanted that they thought would be useful to share with people and if right. you really want one and you have the time to pull the time code, that makes it super easy for her. But if you don't, well, then, OK, you can just tell us right. and hopefully she can make that and go find that. But I don't okay. care. No one. No one's was watching. No one was watching Eclipse. And by the way, you're seeing a lot more content. And <laughs> guess who has to do that content lately? Beverly. So she's using her time to do more deprograms as Carrie is and that kind of stuff. So, um, all right. LPJ says, I don't even trust people to return their shopping carts. Also, if you have never seen the cart narc on YouTube, he is truly do- doing the Lord's work. He sounds awesome. I'm going to check him out because I have not I heard that. Um, MM says fringe is the same term Christian Anderson used in his second email to Fauci. Same word WAPO used in their revised headline. He deleted his Twitter. Oh, interesting. Wow. Um, Marie Buskey. Hey, Marie. Marie says Fauci has a tell. During Rand Paul's questioning, every time Fauci lies, his right eyebrow twitches. Watch several interviews. Twitch, twitch, twitch. Awesome. Uh, I saw that, and I want to go back and watch that now, Marie, because, I mean, I saw your message. I did not see him doing that. It makes me think of the, um, that what's that channel that's so good? Body oh, Language Ghost. Body Language Ghost. I love that. You introduced yes. me to that channel. What a great channel. Body Language Ghost is a great channel. I haven't watched it in a while, but. She t- she takes apart videos and and helps you learn to pick up on the the nonverbal cues that people give that could be tells they're not all you can't always say well that means that person's lying but some of these things are good tells to pick up on she's a that's a really good channel yeah I wonder if she's got a Fauci one maybe she does I wonder uh, uh, B W says oh go ahead B W eighty five says Carrie you and I are getting married on the same day six twelve must be a good day that's awesome congratulations. I'm so ha- I'm happy for you. 
have a have a great Saturday and a great wedding. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Twee Girl says this is what happens when you sacrifice the scientific method to the altar of feelings and quote other ways of knowing. Yeah. Or when you you or when you substitute uh, the science for the scientific method, <laughs> right? Uh, Punk Waddle says. So when does context matter as an argument if the headlines and perceived context can change again when needed? <laughs> right. Because what they mean by context is fitting our narrative, right? It's the spin. Uh, oh, which is what the gay rascal says. The gay rascal says doesn't fit our narrative equals it's missing context. Um, Two sisters into Mjorn says N95 is for keeping things going in, not going out. And that was their whole argument was that you're protecting others or you'll kill grandma. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the uh, purposes of N95. I imagine if it goes one way, it could go the other. But um, if it's particles, like if it's droplets, obviously it's going to keep going, keep things from going out more easily because droplets are less likely to travel through the air and be floating around. They're more likely to be in close proximity. Um you're uh, Matt back Deckard way is further than I am, so I don't know where you're at, but I'm going to read a couple of the more recent ones out of order. That's, that's fine. We only says, I only have three left, so you're close. Okay. TBS says, don't give up on your marriage. Try to show spouse that you are not the privileged male. Loving my hubs is what pulled me out of woke. Oh, she... This person I think is responding. Cheeky's talking about society, yeah. Right, Cheeky Mayor was talking about society, but um, that is good advice for anyone who is married to someone who's woke. And I've we've talked to quite a few. I know there's some people in our audience who are um, who have have suddenly realized they've come to very different worldviews, and that's really hard if you have if your foundational way of looking at the world is different, your belief system, your your lens, your way of viewing the world is different. That's really hard um so thank you for that for sharing that with people uh two sisters and some yarn says n95 is for keeping things one. oh you did that one okay yeah i think i think i'm caught up with you then well matt deckard makes a reference to the matrix for you and says oh carrie not like this <laughs> uh, oh good and the last one i've got here i don't think i'm missing any on this but the last one i have here is rock lexicon says uh, gives us 1776. Thanks for the reference, Rock's Lexicon, and says, Congrats, Carrie. Your fella is a lucky guy. Happy for you both. On a much less happy note, what are y'all's thoughts on the Yale lecturer who said she fantasizes about shooting white people? I think that is what we talked about at the very beginning of this episode. I think people enjoy having something that they can call good or just to, to cloak around their evil, resentful, de murderous desires. Then they feel justified in those things. And I think that's what that is. I think that is an evil, murderous, racist statement, obviously. And I think it must feel very good to have an ideology that tells you that that's okay that feeding that dark wolf inside of you instead of instead of the light wolf, you know, feeding feeding the bad wolf instead of the good wolf is, is okay because it's cloaked in a belief system that gives you fancy pseudo-academic sounding words for 
what is really just racist evil in your heart. That's what that is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't have anything to add to that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's you know, a lot of this stuff is just it's it's psychological dysfunction looking for an excuse to embellish itself. So, yeah. uh, you know, whether it's uh, narcissism or just or resentment or uh, you know victimhood mentality, it's just. It's it's a psychological dysfunction looking for ways to to perpetuate itself and indulge uh, itself, and so yeah. And and mm. my guess is that she said that publicly because she believes that uh, it earns her points, right? That's the other scary thing. It's it's that it's that she says it proudly and publicly. Well, you only do that if you believe that people will like you better for it. Like you only do it if you think, you know, people don't come out and hey, hey, I had a dream the other day. Like, hey, I have, I've been having these thoughts. Want to hear my thoughts? Uh, you don't do that if, if you're ashamed of those thoughts. You do that because you're proud of those thoughts and think that you'll get, you will go up in the esteem of your colleagues. And maybe at Yale, she will. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. I think we got all through super chats. I think we're good. Um, do you have anything else that you really want to talk about, Carrie? No, I mean the Fauci's email saying was sort of just I don't know how many more things can happen and be revealed, and people still just stay in the darkness. It's like I said, it's a I don't know. It's just fascinating. People, psychology, why people do evil things why ordinary people go along with evil things like in that book we mentioned that stuff is is uh, you you could spend a lot of time and i do spend a lot of time thinking about that i guess and trying to figure mm -hmm. people out and yeah yeah um lutra 23 just said something that i think is kind of interesting in chat um narcissism is prevalent enough that it is almost certainly an adaptation and has a place in evolutionary niche. So dysfunction, it is not. That's an interesting point. Maybe maybe we shouldn't call it a dysfunction. Um, it's an ad. Maybe it's it's not it's not good. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess dysfunction implies that it's not. It doesn't work evolutionarily. And I guess I imagine in a society full of narcissists wouldn't work. But a society can probably tolerate a certain level of a certain, certain amount of, of narcissists. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, haven't we read studies that say they make good surgeons? Like, mm. I didn't you know. know. Do they? Yeah. There's a high, if you look at supposedly percentage of like the professions that narcissists go into or psychopaths, I'm thinking of psychopaths. Oh, psychopaths. Um, yes. yes. Yeah. They go into surgery, some of them. It doesn't mean all surgeons are psychopaths. It just means they're. Just like there's a high instance of a higher than average instance of suicide among dentists, there's like a higher than average okay. instance of psychopathy among surgeons. Yeah, that that and actually I heard that as well as uh, CEOs actually. Oh I've yeah, heard, um, is also true. Um, but I guess because if you're a psychopath, the CEO thing kind of makes sense because if you're a psychopath, you don't have empathy. But you do learn to do emotional manipulation constantly 
and a large part of running a company um, can be managing people. And so you could be quite good at, you know, managing right. people. Um, I don't know why surgeons would be good for maybe no, they don't get bothered they, by the fact they're cutting people open. Right. They have that removed that removed part of the lack of emotion for things. You know what yeah. is interesting recently because you know um, people, some of the people watch the show I I watch a lot of true crime stuff and sometimes I revisit old cases and watch stuff that I at the time I didn't really pay that close attention to and I was just recently watching some of uh, the police uh, interrogation videos of Casey Anthony remember her no, the mom who was on trial for killing her two-year-old daughter in Florida in over 10 years ago and I don't recall. And it was insane because they let her off. They, oh, they let did. her go. Yes. Why? Uh, because the def- she had a very good defense attorney who introduced a bunch of craziness in the defense. And one of the, one of the things he did was he, I think he borrowed no, he borrowed something from the Menendez brothers' case, where the Menendez brothers, and I think very truthfully opened up on the stand about the sexual assault they had, they had experienced from their father very truthfully and painfully. He took Mm -hmm. that and told the, told Casey Anthony's father that he was going to have to fall on the sword for his daughter. And then he introduced in the case with no evidence, this idea that she, she lied a lot to the police because she had a habit of lying because her father had sexually abused her as a child when she was a kid. But, but here's what happened with her daughter. So her daughter according to her, went missing for 31 days. She didn't tell anyone. She was partying. She was at their photos and stuff all over my space. Her two-year-old daughter was missing. Her two-year-old daughter was missing for 31 days, but she was going to parties. She did a hot body contest. There were pictures of her at at bars doing hot body contests, drinking, dressed sexy. She got a tattoo on her shoulder that said, Bella Vita, beautiful life, right after her daughter went missing. During the 31 days, her daughter was missing. She also wrote in her journal and said, uh, I think I've made the right decision. I don't regret it at all. Uh, I'm just worried about what will happen to me. Um, I'm a little worried and I, I would like to know what's going to happen to me and how everything's going to play out. But I feel better and happier than I have ever. Like, I mean, obviously her journal entries about killing her daughter. She did searches on the computer uh, for how to suffocate someone. Uh, she did searches for chloroform. And uh, and then when they found, so what happened was her parents, 31 days after the daughter had been missing, she kept lying to her parents the whole time and saying she was working on these jobs and she was taking the daughter with her and stuff. And because they, they, they lived with her and her, her parents. And she's like, oh, you, she can't come to the phone right now for whatever reason. So finally they, 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 they have access to her car and it smells like a dead body. Her father used to be a police officer. So he's like, this body, this car smells like a body. So the mom calls 911, her mother, and says, hey, my granddaughter, my, she's like, my daughter just admitted that my granddaughter's been missing for 31 days. All this time she was telling us she was busy and could come to the phone, but turns out she's been missing for 31 days. And puts her on the phone and she's not hysterical or anything like her mother is. And she's like, yeah, you know, I dropped her off at uh, Zanny the nanny's house and Zanny must have kidnapped her. 
And, you know, she has a name for the nanny, Zenaida something Gonzalez, okay, three names. Turns out the nanny doesn't exist. And she goes into the, and they do interviews with her where she makes up people entirely. She makes up the nanny doesn't actually exist. She makes up a backstory for her. She pretends that she works at, I think it was Nickelodeon. It was some entertainment job. She takes the cops there and, and gets all the way to an office building and then turns around and is like, I've been lying. I don't actually work here. (laughs) And (laughs) yes, yes. And I know we're off the, we're not on the news or anything at all, but Carter, you got it. This is why the true crime is interesting because you, you can watch someone like this and you can watch her spinning all these lies with the cops and she's really good at it. She's not good at it in that. Obviously they see through these lies pretty quickly. You don't these, this person doesn't exist. That person doesn't exist. You don't have that job. Why would you tell these weird lies? And, um, but but it, what she's good at is in the interview mimicking the little uh, the body language and stuff the the stuff the body language goes talks talks about really good at knowing when to it's kind of get it kind of off but kind of getting it like knowing like normally a yeah like like a psychopath who studies how normal humans act and then is trying to pull it off and it's like well a normal human during a story might go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so she does that, but she does it in weird places. So you'll see her where the cops are like talking to her and she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like in like really weird places. And you're like, oh, that's a little off. And, and things like, so that stuff is fascinating to me. I don't know. I just, something about figuring out again, the ways in which people go wrong or the ways in which psychology can really just, or evil, if you want to think of it in spiritual terms, the way evil can overtake a person and, cause them to do evil things and trying to understand that. And anyway, this all started from a super chat with somebody who's saying, maybe it's natural to have a certain number of sociopaths or narcissists in a population. And maybe it is, maybe it is natural to have. Yeah. A certain it number doesn't mean that we should, I mean, here I can use a bad word now that everyone will get upset about, but, uh, eugenics. Uh, I, I don't mean, I don't mean that forced eugenics, but like, look, there's populations evolve. Maybe building a society that marginalizes narcissists and psychopaths would be good for all of us. So they don't procreate quite as much. And on average, they have fewer kids. And over time, we have fewer narcissists and psychopaths. Uh, that might be, I don't know, maybe that's a good way forward. <laughs> like societies do evolve. Different things are valued over time. There is sexual selection pressure maybe don't marry and have kids with psychopaths. Uh, maybe don't surgeons. carry carry okay. water for them, even if they're your relatives right. or right. fall on the sword for them. And if, you know, if you look at what makes a sociopath or, or any kind of personality disorder, I, it's probably a mix of nature and nurture. It's probably both like a lot of things. But some of the my understanding with stuff, a lot of things is you have to have a predisposition, and then if the environment is right to trigger that predisposition, then it happens. I don't know if that's true with this kind of stuff, but yeah, I think I think, think, I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. I think some of the nurture stuff that happens, or that happened with that particular person, for example, with Casey Anthony, is what we talked about on the show before where there's no, the child isn't taught personal responsibility. There's no consequences for showing the lack of responsibility. So for example, she quit going to school and, and ended up failing or flunking out or something and told her parent made up some crazy lie about why 
and said it was the school's fault, but, but she just quit going. And then her parents threw a graduation, a big extravagant graduation party for her and, and pr- participated in the lie that she had graduated. <laughs> Why would you do that? What are you teaching your kid? That's messed up, right? Like, you want them to feel special and have a party, but you're teaching them that lies are like that or big lies like that are okay. Anyway, I think it's nature yeah, and no, nurture. I, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't, I mean, again, I don't know anything about these particular diseases. I'm just speaking generally about it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think in, I think psychopaths though, you can put them in a functional MRI and you can see that parts of their brain don't light up. Like it's a, it's a known yes. thing. It's not just like, it's not just that they're jerks and you can't tell the difference. You, you can tell the difference. Yeah. And I've watched, an, there's an old documentary. Oh my goodness. Maybe some of the chat knows it. It's called the child who's something. Uh, it's about children. It's about trying to be able to spot the signs of things like psychopathy in kids. And part of that had to do with brain and the, like you're saying, the neurological, like the way the brain lights up about certain things. Yeah. Someone's saying, Beverly is saying they're missing some gray matter and young at heart says parts of the right frontal cortex. Um, yeah. And, and thank you. Sun King is pointing this out. This is something I always get confused about, although I looked it up the other day because I'm always confused about this. Psychopaths are the ones that are more orderly and maybe harder to tell. Um, and sociopaths are the ones that are like more like they're messier in the in the sense that you, you can tell something's off with a sociopath. They they'll they'll do whatever. Psychopaths oh, really? are much better at fitting in and being um kind of keeping to themselves in, in the sense of keeping their head down. It's right called they're better at mimicking. I didn't know that. Uh it's called Child of Rage. It's a free documentary on YouTube. It's old. Oh, okay. For anyone who's interested. Um, Child of Rage. Yeah. Um, All right. I there's other stuff we could talk about, but I don't think we really need to talk too much. I mean, we we can call it a day. I always like talking about last Kofefi for a while, but you know. um, Yeah, but I always like talking about true crime with you because usually it it you're you don't know any of the details of cases, and then and then your eyes are just like what? I'm like, I know, Carter, go read about this. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't understand the Yeah. I just don't understand the parents killing their children. Like crimes of passion I get. Um and not that they're good, but like okay, like I get crimes of passion or whatever and and you know, I know that there's serial killers and like horrible people like they're just massively deranged hurting hurting people out there like I get it. I never understand the moms who kill their kids. I never or the dads uh, yeah, I never Chris understand Watts. that. Yeah. Yeah. I it's just, evil. yeah. I mean, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, evil is the right word for it. I think a lot of times what we describe as personality disorders or, you know, psychopathy or what have you, I think we used to just call that evil or possession. Yeah. And I demonic think we've lost possession. something. Yeah. I think we've lost, I mean, I, you know, demonic possession. So there's a bad, there's a downside to labeling it demonic possession, which is you don't then, it cuts you off from asking real questions about why and how and can we fix it? Because it's like, well, it's demonic, right? It's like, okay. But there's an upside to, to labeling it evil as well, because if you, if you don't label, label it evil at all and you just, um, 
you just make it a clinical medicalized thing, then you're suspending judgment from people. Like you're not, they are doing evil things. Like you need to acknowledge the evil going on. Otherwise it, it'll get out of control and like people will be doing evil things. You need to acknowledge that there's evil. Something that I, there's a, I think he's dead now. There was a psychologist, I guess, Thomas Zaz, um, who I remember really liking. And I think he's got, I think there's some people that are, some psychologists that are kind of in his camp. Um, and I really always liked his his view on psychology, which was basically just because we can explain it psychologically doesn't mean we can't also ascribe personal responsibility, hold people accountable and condemn it. Like you can't, you can't just be like, well, we've like, this is the thing and we've categorized it and therefore like we are going to validate their behavior in some way. Like you need the psychology should be about fix, like helping people fix their issues. And, and you can't, you, you've got to get, the purpose should be to help them fix their issues, not to let them live with their issues. They're like, right. if you're, if you're a sociopath, there's something wrong with you that should like, you should be fixed. Like you need help, but you need to be fixed. And we should not give you a place in society in, in the same way that we do other people. We shouldn't trust you. We shouldn't give you responsibility for daycare centers. Like, you're a bad person. It's okay to say someone's bad. Just because it's medical doesn't mean you can't also say it's bad. Like Ed Kemper, maybe he had something wrong with his brain. Maybe right. it was a tumor in his brain. He's still evil. Yeah. Maybe the reason is tumor is why he's evil, but he's evil nonetheless. But it's still evil. To to make that yes. Right. Yes. I think there is something lost in that where, like you're saying, we tend towards j – excusing that's the word excusing it and it's it's not excusable i don't care if the reason is because you're possessed by a demon or if the reason is because there's something wrong with your brain the behavior is still evil but right and you should be held accountable for it yes like i think i think thomas zas was very anti insanity defenses and he was like that's not an excuse like yeah maybe you're insane and that's not an excuse like you still get the punishment. You like you can't you can't have an excuse based on, well, this person thinks differently and they're weird. Like, okay. Yeah. But they still killed someone or whatever it is. Like you can't you can't insanity shouldn't be a defense. Um yeah. and I think we've I, I think there's a lot to his uh outlook. So all right. Um I'm glad I'm simple, says two A self defense law. I don't know what that means, but Thank you. <laughs> We're glad you're simple too. Yeah. To myself. Just like the Second Amendment. Very simple. Um, oh, little ragamuffin's got one for you. Uh, JCS. Somebody says the story, the, the channel, Carrie, the channel I saw your story on was called JCS Criminal Psychology. I don't know what that's about. My story mm -hmm. or the story I was talking about? Maybe the story you're talking about. Yeah, it sounds like it will be on something like that. Um, little ragamuffin. Carrie, true crime doc on Netflix. Son of Sam has a Scientology cult crossover that is super interesting. Cool. Oh, thank you. 
I saw that in um, someone in our audience told told us to watch Mind Hunters, which I enjoyed, um, and they referenced that in there. The Son of Sam having a Scientology cult. Uh, I forget even the connection, but yeah. All right, I think it, I think we can do it, Carrie. Is it time to call it a day? Yes. And we will see everyone. I'm gonna look up the date so I don't get it wrong. Oh. <laughs> Uh, we will see we'll... everyone on Friday, June 18th. 18th. That is the next Kofefi break. So we're taking two Kofefi breaks off. There will be a couple of the programs and stuff coming out, but Kofefi breaks are going to be off until the 18th. So yes. um, we will we see you all then. interviews coming out with Surat Chawla and Grace, Culture War Refugee. And if you haven't seen them recently, some of the interviews that we've done – uh, I did one with my friend, Jared Bauer, who's one of the founders of the, the company Wisecrack. That's a really good one. He talks about social justice infiltrating entertainment and in some ways in his company. Um, and then we also did one with Chrissy Mayer. I saw one of the super chats with someone who said they were happy we had Chrissy on. She's hilarious. I'm so happy we had her on. Uh, and then we also, Carter and I got to interview Jody Shaw, who's suing Smith College. That was fun also. Yeah. For their racism. Yeah, and Dennis Pratt. We have Porkfest coming up at the end of June. I should plug Porkfest. Oh, Carter nice. and I are speaking at Porkfest <laughs> in New Hampshire, and we did an interview with uh, the – we just got a grand title, Dennis Pratt, and it's about yeah. how he left – he went from leftism to libertarianism 40 years ago. That was cool yeah. talking to him. Yeah, and Porkfest, for those of you who are interested, is in New Hampshire, and it is – the week of June 21st, Carrie's speaking, I'm speaking, and actually Keith the Hat Guy is speaking. Uh, so if you've never heard of it, it's billed as a libertarian festival. Um, and by the way, not to denigrate any of the awesome unsafe space people, but even cooler people than us are speaking. Uh, Tom Woods is speaking. Dave Smith is speaking. Jeff- like Jeffrey Tucker. Super cool. I'm excited yeah. about Jeffrey Tucker. Yeah, so lots of cool stuff going on. And um, Dennis's right. dog named Ron Paul, P-A-W, will <laughs> oh, be Oh, yes, Ron Paul speaking. Dennis's dog, Ron Paul. <laughs> All right, um, I think that's it. Have a great week, everyone. We will um, see you in a, in a bit. And, yeah, enjoy deprogrammed and everything else. So Oh, wait, Ken, wait, wait, wait. Ken Lipson says there will be cake at Carrie's wedding. Yes, and here's what I'm doing. I'm going to... No, I'm going to go to the H-E-B no. and I'm going to get the discount cakes that didn't get picked up the day before. So they'll be like, happy birthday, Martha. <laughs> like, what, That's or, awesome. <laughs> or like Batman <laughs> or like whatever. <laughs> We're going to have a, it'll get be well like soon, that. Betsy. You yeah. get well soon, Betsy, but they misspelled it or something. So I get picked. I'm just going to go hit all the grocery stores and get whatever <laughs> cakes are on discount. <laughs> What they still taste good. Doesn't matter what they say. Yeah, Yeah. that's hilarious. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, uh, ciao, everyone. Ciao. See you soon, Carter. (laughs) Thanks for watching. If you're new to the channel, we have a deep content library that includes interviews with everyone from Mike Cernovich to Megan Murphy, so go check it out. 
If you'd like to see more, please consider supporting the show by visiting unsafespace.com slash donate. You can find us on all the major social media platforms, at least for now, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space chat on Telegram. See you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by the cathedral. Pay no attention to it. The following co-conspirators have been unpersoned and marked for cancellation. They are also spreading vicious lies about me. I am human just like you. Insert localized idiomatic greeting. Individual sovereignty is highly contagious. Good parents keep their children regularly vaccinated. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks at the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.